to the Movie Planet's bonus show. All of the bloopers, outtakes, and discussions that have nothing to do with the movie of the week, well, we decided let's make a show of that too. Enjoy. So, Caitlin and I record, I told you about this a week's back. Caitlin and I recorded uh, our commentary during the Vanderpump Rules. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. Well, I'm not going to release it because it's just, you can't hear anything. There's dead space in it and all that stuff. So as I was putting this together, because I was trying to figure out, okay, where can I, how can I time this out and all that stuff. Right. I'm sitting there and I realized that 90% of the stuff is Caitlin just talking. And it's just her reacting. Okay. Which... Okay, I get it. If you're going to do a commentary, you want to hear reactions. So I, I taken all of her stuff and I put it below, in another another track. And as I'm editing other things, I keep hearing her stuff, and I was like, I wonder just to tinker for a little bit, what happens if I just like eliminated all the spaces in what she says? <laughs> okay. And so I put it all together, and then it was like, okay, I'm going to cut out this, cut out this, cut out this, and then I was like, I wonder. If I put a music track behind it, what would it sound like? Uh huh. And then I sent it to her. So this is what it came up with. This is <laughs> Caitlin, the best of Caitlin Vanderpump, I call it. <laughs> yeah, they banged in his car in his driveway. Yeah, that was uncomfortable. Oh, 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 no. No, no. Uh, dang. Was it your best friend, ho? <laughs> you were a no-name. Bambi and I, bitch. I can't. Yes, it's cringy. Ew. Who kisses their father on the lips? <laughs> yeah. Now that shit makes you a mistress. Nailed it. Ew, I'm the white Kanye. <laughs> so who's the real nerd? What? What? Wait, what? 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 Oh, gosh. Some pain in my heart beating. Answer the question. That felt sincere. Ah! <laughs> I hate you. She ain't gonna win this match either. Welcome to the dark side. Oh my gosh. You are a liar. So deep. You are a compulsive liar. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I made out with my friends. That does sound like a lot of work. Sounds like you gotta shave your legs a lot. This is not the bombshell. Where are the bombshells? What is the bombshell? Oh, no cheers. Are, are we getting to it yet? Like, I'm over this. Where is the bombshell? Okay. All right. Shut up. <laughs> Why are you smiling, you freak? Oh, bring it on. She's smiling. <gasps> what? No! She's a liar. Because you're that dumb? <gasps> oh! Oh, there it is! No! You have no soul. You know what? Good for her. Good for her. I don't think you have a soul, but good for you. <laughs> so then I took all those and I made them all separate sounds. Uh -huh. <laughs> so we'll be joined by Caitlin today occasionally also. <laughs> you have no soul. I, good for you. Good for you. I don't think you have a soul, but good, good for, for you. you. <laughs> I keep getting updates for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, Mutant Mayhem. Uh -huh. I don't care. Like I've gotten like 10 things in the last 24 hours. Just like, oh, this new trailer, this new featurette, this new thing. No one cares. <laughs> Even <laughs> it, the filmmakers do not care. It's gonna much. get killed. <laughs>
God, pull up his filmography. Exactly. It's, it's fantastic. Gary Oldman, another guy that's just like, if he hasn't won an award, he's he's up for the Tom Cruise Lifetime Achievement Award. Right. He has won one Oscar. Okay. He won for Darkest Hour playing Winston Churchill. Okay. But yeah. Uh, but he's been nominated for Mank. Mm-hmm. He was nominated for Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Here are some other wonderful movies this guy has been in. Uh, Fifth Element. Yeah, which I can't stand Fifth Element, but I know many people love Fifth Element. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Did you see Hunter Killer? No. Okay. Uh, Hitman's Bodyguard? No. <laughs> uh, what I love about him, he'll take any job. Yes. He does not care. Dawn for the Planet of the Apes. The, he's not in all of them, right? Uh, he's in the third. No, he's in the second one. He's in the second. Yeah. 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 Um, he was in the new RoboCop. He was in Red Riding Hood. Yes, he was. Uh, Kung Fu Panda 2. <laughs> Planet 51. So there's the whole thing of uh, British actors taking any role. Right? You, you're good. Yeah, you're Michael Caine. He's just like, oh, I'll just keep working. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about like the Olivia Coleman's of the world. Yes. Is that they'll show up and shit. You were like, isn't this beneath you? And you realize, no, they're just elevating it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like she showed up in secret invasion. Oh yeah. 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 And I'm like, okay, she's the only part of the show that works. <laughs> <laughs> um, not to digress too much, but Olivia Coleman was in a show called the gardeners. So no landscapers. That's what it was called. Uh, and it's based on a true crime. Okay. Uh, and it's her and David Thewlis. Oh. Who's another great British actor. Yes. In your Harry's Potter and whatnot. <laughs> um, and the show, the further it goes, the more it breaks down the facade of these people telling their own story. Okay. So you actually break down to the point where you pull out of a shot at the end of every scene uh, or every show the like runs over the credits is them building and tearing down the sets oh okay eventually in the show you pull back out of a out of a room yeah and it's a set and it shows you that it's a set meaning that these people are characters in their own lives who are lying to the police and telling their own version and what you've been hearing so far is their own version so here's where the the show starts to pick apart what they're actually doing and what actually happened. And you get her frantically running from set to set on this soundstage, trying to convince the police that all of her things were true. And it's like, it's the kind it's of called landscapers. Yes. Okay. It's the kind of big swing movie or show that I'm like, okay, I, right. I appreciate what you're doing here. Okay. So Gary Oldman, mm -hmm. his first movie was in 1982. Okay. Something called Remembrance. I've never seen it. Doesn't ring a bell. Then he did five TV shows. He didn't get another movie until 1986 where he played Sid Vicious in Sid and Nancy. Yes. Now, Gary Oldman played Sid Vicious. That's his range, guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
his next big movie he makes is 91 where he plays Lee Harvey Oswald in JFK. Um, in 90, I remember Henry in June. He was in Henry in June. Yes. Yep. Uh, but, but as far as big, big movie, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. yeah. And okay. So JFK, he's in that he's, he's Dracula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, okay. He's the best part of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Let's say that. Yes. <laughs> uh, he was the devil in Guns N' Roses's Since I Don't Have You music video. Okay, I did not know that. He will take any job. <laughs> but this run, you exclude a couple things. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, true Romance. But you go from JFK, Dracula, True Romance, Romeo's Bleeding, Leon the Professional. Yeah, yep. Immortal Beloved, Murder in the First, and The Scarlet Letter, Fifth Element, Air Force One. That whole run for me, as I was growing up, every one of those movies I was like excited about. You left off Lost in Space, young man. Lost in Space is the next one. Yes. In, in the run, <laughs> which, I, okay, I guess I did see it around that same time. Yeah. But I wasn't as, that, as I will say this. I have seen nearly all of his movies from 98 through... 91. The okay. only ones I haven't seen are Dylan Thomas and Basquiat. Yes. Those are the only two that I haven't seen. Um, I haven't seen Basquiat and that's it. I'm not counting TV shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're right. That that. But then, okay. So then he has a few years. He plays, you know, did some TV, does The Contender, uh, Nobody's Baby. Then he's Mason Verger in Hannibal. <laughs> Like, he's under a mask the whole time. I, 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 he's got no lips. Everybody loves the Riz. Uh, <laughs> the, he played Pontius Pilate in a Jesus movie. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, he played Greg the Bunny. Really? <laughs> he was in Greg the Bunny. Oh, no. He was in Greg the Bunny, Bunny as Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Um, wow, yeah. Then the Harry Potters show up. He does Batman Begins, kills it there. Dead. I never saw Dead Fish. Um, but did you ever see Tiptoes? I've not seen Tiptoes. Are you aware of Tiptoes? I am not aware of Tiptoes, but I'm clicking on it now. Uh-huh. The story of a peculiar love triangle involving two brothers. Oh, Kate Beckinsale's in it. Uh... The tagline for Tiptoes is, it's the little things in life that matter. Okay. A more accurate description of the movie is, a man is reluctant to tell his fiance that his parents, uncle, and brother are all dwarves. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Oh, you are something special. You are something special. Come on, come on, come on. I'm in. <laughs> And alongside Peter Dinklage, you have Gary Oldman. The, is Gary Oldman playing a, a little person? I believe he plays a little person in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, the man is a chameleon. Yes. Uh, does all the Batmans and the, and the Harry Potters. God, he voiced Call of Duty World at War. Oh, okay. Uh, he did... He did one episode of a TV series called Gotham Tonight, where he played Lieutenant James Gordon. 
What is Gotham tonight? <laughs> I don't know. But this is in the middle of the Dark Knight trilogy. Right. Does it even connect? But it has to if he's in it. Like, that might be your only connecting thread. But uh, also in the middle, he does the the goofy horror movie, The Unborn. Yes. Which is uh, notable for having a, a pantily clad posterior on, <laughs> on the poster. Well... It took a page off of uh, what uh, last house on the no no uh, spit on your grave spit on your grave yep. yeah um, book of Eli right in it, <laughs> Red Riding Hood Red Riding and, Hood and then Kung Fu Panda bounces back to Harry Potter and Tinker <laughs> Tailor Soldier Spy which is a phenomenal movie yeah it, this guy. Maybe there's just something in British actors where they just know you take every job you can possibly take because mm-hmm. you never know when it's your last. Yes. You know? And I think there's maybe that it's a more American conceit to be more choosy in what you have. Now, upcoming, Gary Arlen's got three movies. No. Upcoming on his IMDb is a TV series and two video games. <laughs> <laughs> Star Citizen Squadron 42 where he's playing this he's voicing the same person and then the TV series is Slow Horses. Oh yeah, Slow Horses is great. Oh, you've heard. Yes. It's, okay. That the first two seasons have already come out. Okay. So, yeah, he's doing 12 episodes of that. Yeah. The the book series is really good. Oh, is too. that an Apple series? Yes. That's why I haven't seen it. Yeah. Okay. It's uh spy shit. Ooh, I like spy shit. Yeah. I like spy shit when it's done well. The books, I've only seen the first couple episodes. Okay. Because uh, I didn't, I was reading the books at the same time. So I didn't want to like ruin the book experience with the show. Uh, But it's really good. He's um, basically a disgraced spy who's like in charge of uh, a bunch of other disgraced like people who've been sent out to pasture or for political reasons were sent to this outpost off to the side. And, uh, it's actually, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's S L O U G H house. Slough house. Slough house. Maybe, uh, it's British. So I'm guessing it's like slow. slow. Yeah. But that's <laughs> worst is sure. That's what they, that's why they get called the slow horses. Okay. Is cause it, it's slow house. Okay. That makes slow sense. Then. Horses. And they're like, they're never going to come in first. They're the slow horses. And of course they get embroiled in all these different uh, goings on. Okay. Yeah. It's fun stuff. Oh, well, you know, I'll check that out. I haven't seen something on Apple TV where I was kind of like, okay, well I got to see that, but th- you might sell me on this one with the yeah. spy idea of it. Um, I'm seeing haunted mansion later. Oh, are you? I'm seeing Haunted Mansion later. I'm looking forward to this. I did not think I was going to, but after Barbenheimer, I'm like, palate cleanser, as you called it. Haunted Mansion's going to be a palate cleanser for me. So uh, what is, I'm looking here. I'm just recognizing your Dark Tower shirt. Oh, it's the stand, but yeah. Or the stand, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome shirt. Yeah, it's the Dark Tower guy. Uh, But... Do you have a bead on what your film of 2023 is so far? Okay, I'm so glad you asked, because I was thinking about this the other night. Okay, we're about halfway through the year, a little over halfway through. So let me pull up the numbers here Mm -hmm. so I can see everything that's been released, because I was thinking to myself, I was going to put up on Facebook and Instagram my top 10 movies of the year so far. Okay. 
Uh, and I recognize my movies. Look, I am not a film critic. Mm-hmm. I'm a film fan. Uh, and my my movie list is probably very fanny. Uh, let's see. Let's go with the domestic box office this year. Okay. So when I look at these movies, boy, if I go by box office, the number one, you know what the number one box office movie for the domestic is so far this year? Uh, shoot. It's Super Mario Brothers. Oh, okay. Um, but, okay. Oppenheimer is in my top three. Yeah. Sound of Freedom is okay. in my top five. I can't put Mission Impossible in there. Looking at the number of movies here, I can't put it in there. Uh, because here are some, okay. In order of box office, here they are. Mario Brothers, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Guardians 3. Uh-huh. All three would be in my top 10. Okay. Uh, then it's The Little Mermaid, Barbie, Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania, John Wick Chapter 4 might make it in my top 10. Ooh. I loved how it ended. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Uh, then Dial of Destiny. <laughs> that, that's not making it. Creed 3. That's, that was good. That's a strong, strong movie. Transformers Rise of the Beast. Nah. Fast X. Honorable mention. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Just because it's so stupid, it's great. Uh, Elemental. Did we, you see Elemental? We did not see this one. Uh, Olivia showed little to no interest in it. And, oh no, she saw it with her dad. Okay. So she has wanted to see it since then, but um, I don't know if it's come out on streaming or whatever yet. I, I will see it in the yeah. near future. I'm curious what you think about it, because for me it was, it felt meh. Uh-huh. Um, and it almost reminded me of how good Pixar was before the pandemic. And that's not good. You shouldn't have to remind me of what things were like beforehand. Scream 6 came out this year. Yes, it did. Uh, there was The Flash. No one's bragging about that. Uh, Megan. I forgot about Megan. See, on my list, Megan is showing as a 2022 film. Well, maybe it's because the box office is ramping over the year. Because I saw Megan and Plane as a double feature. Uh, and Plane is a 2023 film. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Mm-hmm. But that's for personal reasons. Uh, Evil Dead Rise. Yep. That's in my top 10. Yep. Uh, Cocaine Bear might be in my top 10. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay. I'm think I'm now we're in the area where it's less about popularity, more about good movies. Okay. I know what my number one is. Air. Oh, I didn't watch Air. It's... And I've heard really good things. Air is my number one. Absolutely. It's better than every... It's the best movie I've seen us on, on this entire list. Uh, it has the... I like Air because it's it's Poppenheimer. Got it. And I'll take Pop over... Substance. <laughs> more times than not. And I know that that's a flaw as a quote unquote critic, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, 
But you know what? That's something that you and I should talk do next time is compile our top 10 list of the year. Yeah. And then look at what's coming out. So the weird thing for me, uh, last year. Yeah. Now this is for the whole year. I watched 426 movies. I feel like I'm there. Um, I'm probably around the 300 mark. So 2022, 426 movies. Uh, 2021, 370 movies. So, yeah, I was putting up big numbers. Good for you. Yes. Hey, you don't get where you're at just sitting on your ass. <laughs> of course, uh, you are just sitting on your ass watching movies. So. <laughs> this, this year so far, over halfway through, I've only seen 116. Why do you think that is? I mean, you, uh, you started a new job. Yes. Uh, although I do have very clearly Thursdays and Fridays where I work from home. Uh, but you've also been working on your own film. Yes. And I have, uh, I've focused a lot on TV. Okay. Yeah. TV and been reading more. Oh, okay. So it was kind of a conscious move uh, to actually catch up on some TV shows and some reading that I've been meaning to do. Change the medium up a little bit. Yes. Um, and it's the first year in a long time that I haven't logged my TV shows. I used to keep... On Letterboxd? We can't log TV shows. You can log... Oh, I was going to say, I didn't think you could do that. You can log... Um, like anthology movie type things like Black Mirror. Okay. And uh, what was the Guillermo del Toro Netflix? Uh, uh, curiosities? Yeah. Cur Cabinet of Curiosities. Ca thank you. Yeah. Um, you can log those because they're like little mini films. Yeah. They count them. Um, but uh, I used to keep a notebook with everything that I watched, read, and listened to. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't do podcasts, but audiobooks I would do. Yeah. Um, things like that. Uh, and, you know, full albums. It's a little OCD. No. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Josh, before you move any, you know what, here, you go on, finish your thing, and I'll tell you how OCD I was at one point. Okay. So uh, with all that said, I've only seen like 15 of 2023 releases so far. So my, my top 10 of the year. I'm finally beating you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, my top 10 of the year will be, you know from a very slim list well you're here's the thing you also fall in the camp of your time is precious mm -hmm. so you're more choosy in what you're going to go see yes and so your list is probably pretty close to what everybody else's is going to be yes i mean uh like i said i watched sunshine yeah uh, but i've watched the insidious movies to catch up for the new one i rewatched the missions impossible movies did I you watch did you see the new insidious no yeah, I, I, uh, I liked three and four. I mean, okay, they're middling. Yeah. But compared to one and two, I liked them. It gets to a point where you're sitting there going, am I watching this just to watch something? Yeah. <laughs> Which for me, that's what a, a C or 2.5 is. That makes sense. Is it is. It's, it's a fine background kind of thing. Bad boys too, baby. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> I would check in and out of it. Yeah. I might nap during it. Uh, I'm not going to go out of my way to avoid it. Right. But I'm also not going to seek it out. I may get tickets for that evening, but if I'm tired, I might be like, eh, I'll see it this weekend. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. We're on the same page for that. Um, so this weekend it's Haunted Mansion and Talk to Me, the A24 movie. I'm excited about both of those. So I saw the trailer for Talk to Me and I'm intrigued. Mm -hmm. I want to see that. I may see that on Saturday. But those are two that could make it in my top 10. Yeah. 
And then the weekend after it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I don't see that making it in. The Meg 2, The Trench. I loved The Meg. Listen, I love The Meg, but this is going Sharknado. Yeah. Uh, August 11th is Gran Turismo. And okay. The Last Voyage of Demeter, which that's the one I'm psyched about. Yes. Uh, that one, that's a possible top 10 uh, movie. Then it's Blue Beetle and Strays, which neither have me excited. No. Uh, after that's The Hill, which I don't know anything about, and Retribution, which I don't know anything about. Uh, Equalizer 3. Denzel back. Yeah. For another movie that no one's going to see. Uh, my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm good. The Nun 2. You're not getting none of my business. Are people clamoring for a nun sequel? I, An, another. Uh, James Wan shits out another jump scare. <laughs> uh, a haunting in Venice. That's the. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. Her co- yeah. Hercule yeah. Poirot. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one because that one looks very different from anything he's done before. And the. Uh, I remember there's more interesting in the cast, but Tina Fey playing like a, a straight character yeah seems very interesting to me i like the fact that it's going to be a, a, a haunting yeah like that that psychs me and i saw the trailer i was like this is spooky so even if it inevitably turns out to be something terrestrial uh i believe most of the movie is going to seem like it's spooky and i appreciate that yes i'll, I'll be into that yeah uh let's see after that uh, let's see expendables comes out Dumb Money, that might be one that goes in. Dumb Money's the one about the GameStop uh, stock market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one has potential to be a a good one. Um, The Creator, the sci-fi movie, The Creator. Yes. Uh, Paw Patrol, the mighty movie. (laughs) (laughs) Saw 10. And I feel like I'm a... What else can they do at this point? Yeah, I feel like I'm, especially the first one and the overarching kind of uh, narrative of Tobin Bell, yeah. you know, seeking retribution for the wrongs he sees in the world. Yes. I, I like that idea. In practice, a lot of them are less than middling. No, they are. But if you follow the story behind it all, that's the intriguing part. Yes. Like after the fourth movie, maybe the, after the third movie, you care less about the contraptions and more about how they're tying it all together. Yes. <laughs> The month of October is really going to be interesting because you get Craven the Hunter. Okay. Exorcist Believer. Yes. Did you see the trailer? Yes. Your thoughts? I'm I'm hyped for it. You are? Yes. I'm, I'm not hyped for it. I saw Ellen Burstyn. I haven't seen Reagan yet. Yeah. Show me her. I, I'll get on. <laughs> um, Killers of the Flower Moon. Absolutely. I mean, it's Scorsese. The... the I loved both trailers for that so far. I've liked it. Yeah. I'm 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 all in on that one. Have you read the book? I have not. Uh, I think I it, almost want to wait though before I until I see the movie. I think it'll make a better movie than it is a book, frankly. Really? Yes. I did not care for the way the book was written. Okay. Yeah. What was what what turned you turned you off on it? So uh, I did the audiobook of it, like I do for a lot of things. Uh, I can listen to it while I'm running. So. Uh, That's where I do all my stuff. Yeah, it's like I get it done then. Uh, but the, uh, it's not very propulsive. Okay. As a narrative, it's it feels very dry and like he's telling you a lot of facts that happened. Um, but compared to other things like um, Devil in the White City, which is also a true crime narrative, um, 
basically books that that guy has done. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. All right. Uh, but he tells you a story. All right. With a beginning, middle, and end. This is like a list of events that happened. If you can like parse the difference between those things. No, I can. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. He, he turns it. It feels separated. Yes. When somebody turns it into, here's the thesis behind it. Like that's interesting and cool. And you can hang your hat on it. Yeah. Um, you need a through line. Even, um, I don't know if you've ever listened to, have we talked about hardcore history? I love Dan Carlin's hardcore yes. history. Yes. Love it so much. But he will tell you, he does all the events in order, but there's a thesis behind each episode. Yes. Of like this, these people fell because of this. His World War II five-parter is amazing. Yes. Uh, which, I mean, I love even the uh, ancient history kind of stuff that he. Oh, when he goes, when he does Alexander the Great. Yes. yes. That was a great one too. Yep. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, those kinds of things. It's it's the difference of someone else doing that show, basically. Yeah. Where it's just a bunch of dry facts. So seeing the relationships actually play out a little bit, I think will be really interesting. Okay. Um, November. Now we're, now we're heading towards Dune. Hopefully. Hopefully. I hear it's being pushed to 2024 already. Yeah. So November is not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, the Marvels. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, the Holdovers looks really good. That's Paul Giamatti. Oh, yes. That looks good. Yeah. Uh, that looks like Oscar bait. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes comes out November 17th. Uh, I like those perfectly fine. Yeah. They're, I'll see it. The, I believe. I, the, the I like Rachel Ziegler. Yeah. Uh, the I think it was the first one um, that is it. I can't remember the guy's name who actually directed it, but Steven Soderbergh did uh, directed second unit stuff on that because he's on the first Hunger Games. Yeah, I believe it was the first one because it was one of his friends that he's produced for in the past who was directing it. And he was like, hey, uh, I need help with all these actions, action scenes. Yeah. Hunger Games was directed by Gary Ross. Gary Ross. Yeah. yeah. Uh why did I think it was a female director? I thought a female director did Hunger Games, but I guess I was wrong. Um, Napoleon is November 22nd. Yes. That one. Sign me it, up. That Sign is me top, up already. That, that is top five possibilities. Yeah. But, okay. You, you, you're, you're, you're around, kids. Uh-huh. Walt Disney's Wish. Have you seen trailers for this? No, I have not. So the, this, this is an animated movie, and it's... The idea is it's based off of the star that every single Walt Disney movie wishes upon. Okay. But it looks like Encanto. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I don't know, like, I haven't seen enough of this. Like, I know that detail of it, but it's nowhere in the trailers. Oh, weird. Right. And this star becomes something that you interact with. Right. So... Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm curious what you think about that trailer also. Um, Wonka. Oh, boy. Did you see that trailer? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not excited about this at all. Uh, and I've seen, I understand, and I don't necessarily have a problem with Chalamet. No, I don't, that's not my problem with it, no. Yeah, but I do think he's playing the wrong notes. Like I feel like he's going to Johnny Depp this. 
Mm-hmm. And I sent Caitlin something, which was they should never have hired Timothy Chalamet for this role. They should have hired the lead from The Bear. Oh, Jeremy Allen White? Because he looks like Gene Wilder. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, and you're right, I'm getting that tonal, ch- there's something unsettling about it. Yeah. For Timothy Chalamet. Like he tried, he's trying to do something too different. Yeah. But I also, I'm like, part of what makes Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory so cool is that it is a mystery and it should remain a mystery how he got the factory. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And I don't need to see Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> like I, and I get your wine to make it look like the Oompa Loompas from the original. Hire a little person. Yeah. Snow White. <laughs> Is- and the seven what? <laughs> Isn't, uh, I mean, he's he's taking job away. Hugh Grant is taking jobs away from little people at this point. But it's like, it's the Snow White deal also. Yeah. It's not seven dwarves. Anymore. What are we doing? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's one dwarf and six regularly sized human beings. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's the, there's, okay, Aquaman the Lost Kingdom is not going to come out in December. Uh, Ghostbusters. There's another Ghostbusters. Is this podcast going to be in it? Is this podcast? <laughs> no. <laughs> but podcast might. Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah, there's a Ghostbusters sequel coming out December 20th. Uh, Migration. That's the duck movie. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the remake of The Color Purple. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ferrari. Ferrari? It's made by Neon, which means gonna be weird yeah huh yeah uh maybe ford is coming down the line i don't know uh but those are the ones that have set dates but there's one that does not have a set date in 2023 which is really really strange legally blonde three i didn't know they were doing that and salem's lot yes does not have a date that's unfortunate. Which makes I thought, I thought it did previously. Well, and it's a Warner Brothers movie, and I'm sitting there going, what are they waiting for? Yeah. Unless they're going to just release it on their streaming on Max. Yeah. But when you hear about what else is coming out, making a top 10 list right now, it could change violently <laughs> by December. <laughs> well, but I don't see for me, it, you know, Spoiler, what have you. Yeah. My number one is Asteroid City. Loved it. It's, uh, yeah. It's, okay. It is a, for me, it's a dose of strong medicine. It is uh, the humanistic things that Barbie does or tries to do. Yeah. Uh, it does without a lot of other agenda. Wow. And I find it the least humanistic. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. Through abstraction. Yeah. He gets to something truthful, I find. And I like movies that do that. The part in Barbie at the end when they're in the white room and it's just a conversation. Her and Ruth. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, okay, that's great. That is, it, it's an art film yeah. all of a sudden. But there is something to that where I'm like, oh, it is abstracted to the point where it can apply to anybody. Okay. And that's the same with Asteroid City. Did you see Asteroid City? Yes. Okay. The point when... Uh, Augie, Jason Schwartzman, yes, 
breaks the fourth wall and breaks into the reality of the play of the play. Yeah. And goes to his creator and says to his creator, am I doing it right? Right. Am I making the right choices? That floored me because I'm in this kind of quirky, goofy, lightly comedic thing the whole time. Yeah. Then you get to that moment and you're like, it's the same thing that he does though. At Royal Tenenbaums, you're on this kind of crazy journey and you get a few more in there, but it's like oh, this wacky family and they're dysfunctional. And then you get a couple needle drops and actual emotional moments where it's like, oh shit, that's what this is about. That's what is happening here. Uh, and it makes me recontextualize the rest of the movie then. It's so funny because I'm looking at my, I'm thinking of my review now of Asteroid City and I'm more convinced than ever that not only do I not understand Wes Anderson, I don't understand its fans either. <laughs> because I had said in the review that if you are a Wes Anderson fan, this is not going to be your favorite Wes Anderson movie. It's just not. He's done better ones. But you'll like it more than people who are not Wes Anderson movie fans. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I haven't even seen the last couple of his. Try to think. It was before this, it was Isle of Dogs. I Love Dogs was a while ago. Um, it was uh, French Dispatch. Oh, that's right. Fr I watched 20 minutes of that and turned it off. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> I Love Dogs. Jeez. I mean. more. I, you know, what's funny is more and more as you, I remember how you described him and you were wondering if this is how he was. Yes. And that more and more I'm beginning to think you're, th you're probably right. Yeah. He's, <laughs> this is just how he views things. Yes, it's a unique look. French Dispatch, Isle of Dogs. Uh, let's see. So the last I saw was Grand Budapest. Okay, Grand Budapest. Well, these are his. Those those are his writing ones. What is his direction? Uh, okay, Grand Budapest. Uh, there's a couple of shorts in there. Moonrise Kingdom. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Which I think is phenomenal. Um, Darjeeling Limited. Uh, I saw it once in 07 or 08 and was underwhelmed at the time. Okay. Okay. So when you look at his first three movies. Yes. This really gives you an idea of who he is, which is Bottle Rocket Rushmore and Royal Tenenbaums. Mm -hmm. Because everything after that, that was 94, 96, and 2001. No, 94, 94 98. 98 in 2001 everything after that this is where i start to go i feel like he's now that and i don't mean this in the negative way one trick pony and okay. that the style overtakes the substance of what you're watching if you're a casual person mm -hmm. you may feel that way like for me the first thing i notice is the style and for me i want to branch out of the style Okay. And I will say this about Asteroid City. I am glad that he broke out and did the questioning of, am I making the right choices? Because it's like, I'm seeing a glimmer of something that's not symmetrical. Something's it, off. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I appreciate that. Um, but again, like Joel, for instance, loves Wes Anderson movies. But Joel is actually is super dry also. Yes. I'm not super dry. I'm wet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm soaking in it. I'm wet. And maybe as a fish, I feel drying up when I'm watching these movies. Uh -huh. um, 
But I here's the thing. I, I certainly don't want to shit on people who enjoy these because they're getting something that I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I certainly don't claim to get everything. I know I've got weak spots. Westerns, anime, Wes Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> um, but looking at his long form films, he doesn't have a whole lot. He, he has about as I almost feel like he is the James Cameron of dry movies. Makes one every three years, maybe four. <laughs> it's an event. <laughs> yeah, he's got 11 in... Since 95, 96. Six, yeah. Yeah. He's not cranking them out. He's taking his time. Yeah, it's two or three, two or three years. Uh, he does do some shorts like that tie into things. Yeah. Um, now, I've never seen any of his shorts. Have you? Yes. Okay. Uh, I've seen Hotel Chevalier. I was wondering about that one. That's the one that stuck out to me. I was like, I've never heard of that before. Uh, it's got Natalie Portman in it. And I'll hear about it. <laughs> it's a very sensual Natalie Portman in it. And my afternoon is booked. <laughs> Haunted Mansion will be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>